opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris Fozzie Bear Singer, Pat Gonzo Singer, and Randy Swedish Chef Saffron. Castbringers! Welcome to Castbringers. Chris, Randy, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic. Got a new recording set up. It's kind of dangerous. I have a bunch of stacks and stacks of comics next to me. I have a couple miniature swords in front of me, some action figures on the other side of me. This is good. Castbringer Central. It looks like you have cereal boxes behind you. or No, those, those... are children's games. Oh, we children's have, games. Okay. We have behind me, we have Cooties, always a classic. Great game. We have Don't Break the Ice, Catch the Fox. Uh, one of my personal favorites, Gooey Louie. you got to pull boogers out of Louie's nose. And then... Good at that. The other one is Doggy Doo-Doo. you got to pick up dog poop. <laughs> Which now that we've got a new puppy, I get to play that game every morning and night. For our audio listeners, though, too, right under all the children's games are like two giant dragons, one blue and one red. I can't see Yeah, stop. it's the fire dragon and the ice dragon. You guys you awesome. guys don't have fire dragons and ice dragons here in your dining room, toy room? Nope. We, nope. <laughs> we'll, we're we're just wa- for our dragon episode. We were just watching um, one of the food shows, and this kid wants one of the chefs to make a dragon something, and the chef's like, I am just, I just love that she put a personality to her dragon. I think that's the best. I'm thinking now I could, I could tell you like five different types of novels where dragons have personalities and I guarantee you wouldn't read any of them. So don't pretend you like dragons. Like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like dragon fakers there. Yeah. What a dragon poser, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, what have you been uh, nerding out on this week? Chris, what, what have you been up to? Uh, been played a lot of actually finished the whole um, game of Far Loan Sales on the iPhone. Uh, I guess it's on. It was on either consoles or PC before it came out on iPhone. It's a post-apocalyptic video game where you like control this car sailboat machine thing, and your job is to just make it run across this post-apocalyptic wasteland, and it is an absolutely beautiful game uh so that that was awesome and then watching a lot of forged in fire my i was watching it in the other room one night and then my son comes in he's like dad what are you watching i'm like oh just a show they make knives and swords he goes wait dad did you say swords and i go yeah he goes i have to watch this with you and they like ran in the other room plugged his tablet in and ran back out and jumped on my lap it was awesome that chris that's when you realized you've been doing the best job ever as a dad <laughs> that's, that's when i realized it. a obsession with swords is actually genetic that's <laughs> it along to my children that's awesome randy how about you 
So I've been nerding out on a lot of different things. I don't think I left my apartment from Sunday or Saturday night until Tuesday. So I've watched a lot of stuff. Um, finished up Westworld season three. Uh, started three well. Yeah, season three. It was it was good. Definitely worth watching. Hit some really cool episodes. Um, I still think season one was the best. Uh, started and finished Alice in Borderland. That's my um, recommendation of shows to watch for the week. That was awesome, awesome show. Um, just a lot of fun. I suggested to Rob, and I think he might have finished it already. Started Raised by Wolves on HBO. Um, right now I'm loving it. I think I'm on episode three or four, and I think it's one of the best world-building shows that I've seen in a long time. Um, and lastly, uh, thanks to one of our avid listeners, Nick, I watched episode one of DC's Titans on HBO. Um, and I liked it so far. It's definitely adult themed. They changed a couple of characters from, I've only seen, um, teen Titans. So it's changed a little bit, but overall good. So is that the one where they like eat lots of waffles and make crazy funny faces and, and stuff like that? Oh, Chris, you're, you are thinking of Teen Titans Go. Yeah, that's the, 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 so it's like the adult version of Teen Titans Go. Um, <laughs> there's, I'd say there's more blood than waffles in DC's Titans. They just replaced the waffles with blood. Yeah. Replace the big eyes with <laughs> other adult stuff. <laughs> yeah, other, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it is, it's only, it's good so far. So I'm, I'm all in on it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. How about you, Pat? I have been, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Um, a lot of video games, really. Persona 5 was one that I started um, dabbling with. It's a game that I always like was reading about, and it looked really cool, and it got great reviews. Um, so I was, you know, I didn't really want to play it, though. Like, uh, JRPGs are not really my forte, other than, like, Final Fantasy is probably the closest thing. And even that has been, like, Americanized a lot. Um, you know, they can get like pretty weird and just out there. Uh, so I was like never like super into doing them, but they came for free on the PS5. It's part of a like whole package PS Plus games you get. So I started playing around with that and it's been really good. Um, you know, if you're a fan of RPGs, this game is like loaded with style. There's a ton of stuff going on. So um, been loving that. I also found that on the Switch, um, Jurassic Park Evolution is like a, it's like a Jurassic Park simulator um, that was like on sale for way cheap. And my son is obsessed with dinosaurs. So we got that to mess around with and that's been really fun. Uh, he gets so excited every time I clone a new dinosaur. Uh, and I watched Love and Monsters, which was just like a lighthearted kind of uh, post-apocalyptic Kind of like a zombie movie, but replaced the zombies with crazy monsters. That uh, and it was really good. It was just like really a really fun movie, very much like uh, like Zombieland or something along those lines. Where can you watch that? Uh, you can watch it on Vudu or like you had to you have to buy it. Vudu movies anywhere, anything like that, and then pay money. And then you can did watch you it. buy it on Vudu? I might have. Does that mean I have access on the account for it? I don't know, Chris. Let's put up, come on, let's get to the question. So, <laughs> yes, Chris, you can watch it on, on our shared account. I should say, Voodoo, we're not stealing anything. We each pay money. 
Should we pretty much call that the Castbringers Voodoo account and open it up to all hosts of Castbringers? <laughs> but not to the whole all the listeners. Here's, here's Pat's login. <laughs> no Pat Singer at have, Castbringers. Have my credit card information, have my social security number, and just and just to watch movies though. That's all you can do with it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our multi-strike. Multi-strike. <laughs> That's not next to the notes. You caught me off guard. Yeah, someone, someone put it wrong in the notes. So. <laughs> Maybe someone should fix it in the notes then. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, wait, wait. Let's I try that again. I, you Run. know what? Hold on, hold on. Let's cut that out. Cut wait, that in post. Time out. I think Pat... To be fair, you could have said multi-strike fair. and also done the. We nope. didn't have. I don't to. think. I don't think that worked. That's how you don't think you would have been able to pull that no. off. All right, He's multi-striking, not multitasking. <laughs> so Pat, what? Okay, that was is good to hear what you're nerding on, Pat. What's oh, next? Oh, next we're gonna do the multi-strike. <laughs> that was much better. All right, Randy, what, what did you bring for us today? All right, starting with a question. Have either one of you been on a cruise before? I Pat? have not. I no. really wanted to go, but I haven't been on it. Chris? No. Okay, so I have a cruise for you. MSC Cruise Line reveals humanoid, in quotations, robot bartender for new ship. So they have a picture, completely CGI, so probably it's not going to look anything like it does. But it looks like there's a robot bartender. So when you go on the cruise ship, the robot will pour drinks for you, alcoholic and non-alcoholic, signature cocktails, and countless personalized drinks, just like a human bartender will do. We'll also engage guests with his voice, human-like expressions for a fully immersive bar experience. Um, So this sounds awesome. It sounds like uh, passengers, kind of, with the robot bartender. it also will speak up to eight languages, uh, but there will be human bartenders if it gets overrun. So I don't know, guys, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of cool. I, I know I was also reading that it has like eight different languages that it'll be able to converse with people and like make small talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it seems cool. I, I'm just curious to see how it like will actually perform in real life. I feel like it may be, I don't know, it may not be great. Well, I think there's a lot of room for it to like not work the way. Who who fills up the vodka? I think the the same thing. (laughs) Like we, when I worked in a restaurant, we had those soda machines, and they worked great until they ran out of the syrup, and you're just dispensing tons of soda water. (laughs) So who's gonna replace? Does a robot take care of that? Is there a robot bar back accompanying him? I mean, it would defeat the purpose to put a human bar back in there, right? It's a I'm wet assuming. bar. What happens when the robot gets wet? What if the robot says something wrong in one of the eight languages and an angry patron throws a drink in the robot's face? What I'm thinking is, because I've been on cruises and they get pretty crowded, I'm assuming that there's going to be a huge line just to get the robot to serve you. And most people probably won't even ever get served by the robot. That's going to be my guess. But it does happen when I have like my eighth Manhattan and then decide to mess with the robot. (laughs) Is it going to take eight? 
No, no. It's like, won't even take one. I'll walk. Like, hey, robot, yeah. make me a sugar bar. Robot, have you heard of this podcast? You would love it called Cast Robot, Frankers. do you know how to make a metal wing? It's half gin, half vodka. Or, wait, wait, wait. It would be more like, sir, you need to leave. <laughs> but I just got here. We're in the middle of the Indian Ocean. You must get thrown overboard. <laughs> I would love to hear like what nerdy robot Spanish sounds like. Like I know nerdy English, but Spanish? Zapatos, nuevos. I don't know Spanish. Me gusta. Guys, I don't know much Spanish. Taco. I could do French. Taco might be English. <laughs> so we would totally be making fun of the robot to the robot's face the whole time i think i don't know overall this would hook me to go on a cruise where what, there's a you robot know what msc cruise line is never heard of it yeah never. it's a never heard of it before i will say yeah. too uh this doesn't help our listeners but the actual look of the robot like it looks very cool like i don't know it's got kind of like a cartoonish feel to it when i looked at it yeah definitely well it is, it is a cartoon so i think that that's probably why like but the whole flying is a cartoon yeah but it did say that they will have also like a virtual signs 3d holograms an immersive digital art wall and an infinity digital interactive table oh yes along with right. it that's right i remember because the section of the ship where the robot is in like the whole theme of the place is like it's in the future right yeah which i think that also sounds pretty cool i just honestly think it's going to be way overcrowded unless they limit how many people go in there so it'll be interesting to see how it goes sure so yep cool all right um chris why don't you give us uh your article next so my article is that Pigs are smart enough to play video games. Blows your mind, right? Yes. So this uh, article discusses how pigs were given a joystick with a screen in front of them, and they had to guide a like little icon, almost like a pong type ball, through a very fairly simplistic maze, and they would get a reward. Um, but it just shows that pigs can play video games they can use a joystick with their snout obviously they're not using like a 16 button controller they ain't got no thumbs but they are you know looking for rewards they can do tasks to get things you know it's long been discussed how that pigs have a fairly decent intelligence and are are smart animals and this is kind of lending some credence to that um the other piece of this is it it talks about how with new farming techniques and farms getting you know crowded and there's a whole push to just make life on animals lives on a farm like happier so they get better quality stuff from the animal whether it's milk or eggs or meat or whatever so if the pig is happy playing video games then when it's slaughtered it's going to taste video game delicious Mm. so um just something that's out there is that pigs can play video games. So I have two thoughts. One, aren't we all happier when we play video games? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, except for when we're raging. Uh, <laughs> two, 
I'm already getting smoked on like Fortnite and Call of Duty by like the little kids. <laughs> now I got to get be worried about getting smoked by pigs too. This is yeah, Porky's coming for you. He's, he's, I heard Porky's good with the sniper rifle. <laughs> he's got that edge around the corner move where he goes. Pew, 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 pew. Not looking forward to it. Is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Randy, what do you think? Pigs playing video games. Um. I I thought the picture of the pig almost making out with the hipster dude was the most interesting part of the article. From the, from there, um, I'm not a big fan of pigs. I'm Jewish, so that probably has something to do with it. And I I thought it was interesting that pigs are smart, but actually sheep and cattle are smarter. It said because um, they can recognize friends and photographs. Um, and they said chickens are actually pretty smart too. But yeah, it was a very cool article. Uh, it was pretty like uplifting, like, oh, pigs are smart until it got to the point where, like you said, Pat, I think um, it's more about farms or I guess horrible places for pigs to live and we need to make them <laughs> intrinsic value, it said. What's the value of an animal just for being alive instead of the monetary value? So it got a little, uh, little intense there towards the end. So then I just scrolled back up and looked at that picture of the the pig and the hipster guy making out and felt better about it. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Hey, speaking of video games, my last one, I was right in. Uh, so my article was about a Mario 64 speedrunner, uh, but this speedrun was a little different. So I guess Mario 64 is like the most popular game to speedrun. Um, so if anyone, any listeners out there are familiar with the game's done quick, you may have seen it before. Uh, people doing their runs or whatever and it's been pretty much established like a lot of the techniques and um, you know just variations in time you know of like a couple seconds or so of like trying to set the record and then on this guy's particular run in one spot of the game he did like a back jump but then all of a sudden teleported up through the through like the roof into the floor of like the next area and he was not expecting that at all and like didn't know how it happened like how the glitch happened but it shaved a, a you know good chunk of time off of his run and so come to find out i think like it took them maybe six months to a year later that uh an ion from space so like some sort of particle happened to like hit the cartridge as he was doing the jump which caused the game to glitch and him to teleport up through the floor so i think in the article it said it was like a one in like one trillion uh chance that it would happen just like when it did to actually benefit his run is insane but uh it's crazy. And then also, too, the article then goes into a little bit more about just the intricacies of speedrunning. Like, it is pretty wild what these guys can do, how they have everything kind of memorized and mapped out. I mean, I think I've even read stuff where they'll go into, like, source code of games just to see, like, where potential glitches are to help them shave time off the runs and stuff. Uh, I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, this sounds super made up. <laughs> it's, listen, if there's one thing I know is that video game players and speed runners like to cheat and take advantage of different glitches i bet he had some way that he could flip this bit on his own by stepping on a switch or pre-programmed into it and he did it just to get that floor it's enough to make i don't believe that a particle from space hit his nintendo 64 and made it made Mario jump up a floor. That sounds insane. That sounds insane. The only way they were able to figure it out 
because I would normally agree with you was that it was another speedrunner who, again, who spent like, it wasn't the original guy who did it. It was a different speedrunner who essentially he's like competing with, right? To set the, the world record or whatever. And he spent a ton of time just trying to break down and figure out, replicate the glitch and what happened. And, and through that, and then like talking with other people, that was like the thing that they figured out. Yeah, I'm reading it right here. It flipped the byte from 11000101 to 11000100. Yep. Come on. 11000101. Come on. I, t- I tend to believe a guy whose name is Dota underscore teabag um, <laughs> and feel that he wouldn't lie about this. Uh, also, this was a fascinating article, Pat. Uh, I didn't even know this could happen. They're call- they call it a single event upset. And I thought the last paragraph was one of the more interesting parts. Most single event upsets result in hardware malfunctions requiring devices to need reboots. In extreme cases, these upsets have caused planes to fall out of the sky and elections to give thousands of impossible additional votes to candidates. So it has happened before. It's just insane. Um, and I didn't even know about it. So I'm, I'm on, I'm on teabag side. I, I think, and I watched the video and honestly, Chris, did you watch the video of him no. doing it? He video. was so shocked and so surprised. He should win an Academy Award. What? Oh my God. But you have it. Wait, he was shocked. No way. No way he was that shocked. What's okay, really? maybe not because Chris replicate. Wait, Chris, was, were you, what? Chris, what are you, are you Dota underscore teabag? I can't believe, I can't believe this. I'm on the, he's, he's on the floor. <laughs> what? You can't fake a shock like that. You can't. No, now what he's going to do that. Yeah, now he's milking it. Uh, well, never mind. I've actually never played Mario 64. I'm d- disappointed, but I heard it's like we one got of the, the best Mario 3D All Stars for Switch. I can't wait to play Mario 64. Mm. Wait, I'm working my the- way through Mario Deluxe right now. Ah, okay. I was going to catch. Got to get all the star coins before you beat it. You're doing this right. all right well time for our new segment did the cast watch we don't have the cast cast watch watch so so pat watched tenet i did i watched tenet and we had to eliminate that segment but the listeners loved it they loved that thing so might say it's everyone's favorite segment they have said that actually. Many mm-hmm. many people have said that. So Everyone we have to said back. it to me. I say it to myself as I'm falling asleep at night. That's tenant segment is my favorite segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in us in our discussions of talking about what to replace that segment with, uh, it came out that I've also never seen Memento by Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Which is like baby tenant. <laughs> yeah. You just don't like weird time travel backwards forward movies, right? By Christopher Nolan, right? I think actually the more we talk about, I might not like Christopher Nolan. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, that's going to be our next one, right? Is did I watch Memento? And right now, I haven't seen it. So no, I I I watched Memento. I've seen it several times. Uh, It was, I think it's a great movie. And made me realize that Guy Pierce is a good actor. Loved him in the Time Machine. Loved him in Memento. Loved him in the Scarlet. What's the Scarlet Pimpernel? It's the one where he's a fencing guy. 
Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But did you Dream love the one where he has to break into the space station in space and like kill everybody so he can save the president's daughter and bring her back from space? Is it Moonraker? Space has fallen. I don't know, but it was really cool. This guy Pierce. Yeah, he was in. It's essentially Escape from New York, but Escape from space. space. Yeah, but but in space and substitute Kurt Russell for Guy Pierce. So, Pat, can we just quickly go through here? Have you seen the following? The following. Christopher Nolan's first one. I have not seen that. All right, we could slowly go through it. Have you seen the following? Isn't that M. Night Shyamalan? No, this is, these are all Christopher Nolan. No, that's The Happening. Oh, right, <laughs> Don't watch right. that. No, I haven't seen The Follow. You haven't seen Memento. Insomnia? Nope. <laughs> 0 for 3. Batman Begins, of course. Yes. Uh, Prestige? Yes. Dark Knight, yes. Inception, yes. yes. Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, yes. Dunkirk? No, I haven't seen Dunkirk. All right, so you're you're like six for ten. So we've this segment might go on forever. This is great. Look, and, uh, and I'll say this: I watched Interstellar way later than like, but essentially it was the equivalent of like me, me watching ten. Like I watched it. Yeah, like, I mean, probably I, like two or three years after it came out. On. I think we figured that you didn't have a podcast pushing you to watch it, so that's okay. Yeah. I haven't seen Memento since probably it came out so i'm i'm very excited to watch that again too nice give me a second guys i'm trying to find this guy pierce movie talk amongst yourself i'm looking at looking it up too i don't see Um, anything about space unless it's hate ship love ship it is not are you thinking of the rocketeer oh maybe alien it's alien covenant oh i haven't seen that i want to see that come back and have to fight aliens? Sounds was, like it's an alien covenant. Was that better than Prometheus? Nobody saw it. I've never government. seen Prometheus. Okay. Or, or Prometheus? Oh my I god. Like had, that's a new segment. Has Chris Roch Prometheus? Got it. It is called Lockout. <laughs> never heard of it. I don't think that's <laughs> probably the reason why. It, it that's it. Lockout. Is that a record? So we have to watch Lockout and you have to watch not Tenant, the other one, Memento. One of us makes that look abandoned in this deal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also have to rewatch Memento because I haven't seen it in like 12 years. Yeah, I think it's you guys. You get to watch Sweet Lockout. Uh, Blowing stuff up in space. Certainly something's happening in space. I'll watch Bedtime Stories if that's cool with you guys. Adam Sandler. I've seen that. Guy Pierce. Is that the one with the remote control? <laughs> no, you're thinking of Grown Ups 2. Uh, oh, yeah. Return of the Remote Control. The one where he's a golfer? Yeah. It's really good. Hey, Happy Gilmore had its 25th or 30th anniversary. And uh, Adam Sandler posted on Twitter, he had took this amazing drive, Happy Gilmore style, and he crushed the ball. I saw that. And he then Shooter had- McGavin responded. <laughs> it was so funny. They showed Shooter like, putting into a jar in his living room or something. <laughs> Shooter, I still got it. Happy Gilmore. Meet me on the green. It's so funny. Sandler said he hasn't taken that shot in like 25 years, right? Yeah. And Shooter McGavin was like, please put me in another one of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I need I need money. I don't know. Shooter McGavin's living room looked pretty fancy. I don't think he's he's dying for for work. <laughs> it did look like Red Man's living room from uh, Cribs. <laughs> With the cousin on the couch. <laughs> which I get. Which has also been like twenty years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. What I saw was crazy. Was the amount of time between the prequels of Star Wars and the episode four, five, six has now the same exact amount of time between um, us and the prequels of Star Wars coming out. Like that's how long it's been. I thought that was pretty nuts. That has been kind of wild. Yeah. And all right, all right, guys, since I've been kind of screwing with the order of the show, we're circling back to the killing blow. <laughs> now that we got that, that little, uh, did we watch? out of the way we're going to talk about the killing blow and guys uh they're making a red wall movie brian jock's uh famous book love that book love those series yeah and they're going to make uh sounds like they're not only going to make a movie on netflix but then netflix also has the rights uh for shows and so they will be making uh animated shows wait 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 netflix adapting red wall books into animated movies and tv series are they just buying the rights to the PBS series that's already been made that was really good? Uh, I don't think so. I think they are making their own. Yes. From, what I, read, so. from what I read in the article, it, it sounds like they are buying them up to kind of try to compete and fill in some gaps in their family slash kids library. Um, you know, probably aiming a little bit more for like a slightly older demographic, but uh, still filling that like family spot uh, to compete with Disney Plus was pretty much the gist of it but so if you are a brian jocks fan get ready stuff's coming out on netflix it's gonna be awesome i am a release date uh no not yet this was uh i was just thinking about looking i had uh all of not all but most of these the brian jocks books growing up and was just looking for them trying thinking of reading them to my kids at night as a bedtime story because they're into the let's read a chapter book um, st- time now, so I thought these would be the perfect ones, and these are I thought these were great books. Same. And actually, yeah, yeah. and uh, shout out to our listeners Nick and Andrew for sending the article in. Uh, so Andrew was, is, is a good buddy of mine, and we were talking and it was funny, we, we had I don't remember even how the Brian Jackson novels came up, but we were chatting about uh, how we, we both love Redwall, Martin the Warrior, all those books, and uh, the next day he texted me back and was like, "Hey, because we were talking about this, uh, this happened." And the internet, like, you put it in the world, the internet brings it to life. That's right. And the article was right that they're turning it into a series, which is cool. I'm I'm looking it up because I've never read the Red Wall. Um, I've never been a big fan of the animal is like humanoid characters, um, but I feel like we call it onomatopoeia, Randy. Onomatopoeia. It's when an, an animal takes the um human aspects okay um so i've never been a big fan of alliteration but i'd say if i grew up reading these i'd foreshadowing of what's (laughs) happening yeah um i'd probably be into it uh because i I liked um secret of nymph which was had kind of mouse characters um but this always do you have you guys ever heard of the warrior series I have Warriors some students that love it. Warriors come out to play. <laughs> <laughs> one. 
It's uh, I have heard of that series. I never. Wait, wait, wait! wait Andy just did some some thing with his fingers. Oh yeah, it's uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Castanets, but oh, they're... I know what it I was I was in the percussion and uh, band in high school. Yeah. Oh, I know Castanets. Are the people who listen to this podcast? Also that. By the way, Laurel's favorite running joke, Chris. By the way, she loves that one. <laughs> Every time, does Chris know what a castanet is? Even episode five, does Chris know what a castanet is? Hey, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm like right Laurel, that I don't. Do you yeah. know what it is, Laurel? Uh, but um, <laughs> well, if Laurel knows. What does she tell me? <laughs> the warrior books are just the, all the characters are cats that are onomatopoeia cats that are human with human. You know, are they cuddly cats with some alliterative <laughs> yes alliterative. so i don't know it's not my it's not my thing but i would i could get into this for sure read watership down no i know it's Trump, the rabbit is, one yeah it's, or it's, a little more adult i think that is it i've never read it or i've looked for it and wanted to read it oh yeah no <laughs> but it, it's an extremely mature book about uh like bunnies essentially getting slaughtered <laughs> <laughs> a little too mature for me right now then probably <laughs> uh and there's other there's other adult things in it too but but uh a lot of the bunnies die. so you're saying i shouldn't read watership down to my children at night yes wait yes i should <laughs> you know listen i'm not gonna tell you how to parent your kids <laughs> you tell me how to parent my kid all the time <laughs> yeah but that's because because it's better Chris, you, Chris, your son asked if he could watch a sword show and was super excited. You're doing a phenomenal job. Don't do anything Thank different. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for not being Judgy McJudgerson about how I'm <laughs> raising my kids. No judgment. Like alliterations. Um, this goes back. I, I listened to our episode last week, just real quick. And Chris, you asked if his Dark Materials was young adult. And I wasn't sure, so I looked into it. Um, Phil Pullman wrote it for no specific audience. So although that it is marketed as young adult, it's not necessarily young adult. I just want to clear that up for our fans who are wondering. It's it's funny. We went to the library today and was looking through like just looking at books and was looking at like in the fiction section and wasn't really seeing anything and ended up wandering into the teen section and was looking at their books and was like, oh, this is much more high <laughs> road. I think I'll stick to this. <laughs> oh, that is great. All right, well, we are probably overdue to get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Whoa, whoa. Was that an ionized particle that just stopped that <laughs> song from playing? I must have. It was a single, single instance of that. I think our new producer is a pig, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what happened. <laughs> Struggled with that. Well, yep, there he is. Just starting away. <laughs> All right. So today's meat and potatoes uh, is about. There's been a lot of announcements. Uh, specifically, we have BlizzCon, or sorry, BlizzCon Line, and also Nintendo Direct, who all recent this week. Uh, so we wanted to kind of take some time to recap some of the announcements from both BlizzCon Line and Nintendo Direct. Um, we'll start with BlizzCon. Uh, I think, yeah, why not? So, a uh, bunch of 
you know, for our listeners out there who may be familiar with uh, Blizzard's line of video games, uh, specifically, they tend to gear towards PCs, um, but they had a bunch of announcements for some of their uh, major properties. So World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Diablo. Um, we'll kind of go through some of those, and then we'll hit up a bunch of the Nintendo Direct stuff. I think just first of all, though, guys, anything that stuck out to you on BlizzCon line? I know, Randy, we were talking before, um, you're not a huge Blizzard player, like not super into all their games, but so I, I think you know, it makes sense to start with you. Is there anything that jumped out at you of just something you might be interested in at all? Yeah, the Lost Vikings game, I could have sworn I used to play that one when I saw the um, graphics of it. Did that used to be an arcade game? Um, mm-hmm. Then I was definitely... On, was it Super Nintendo? So a Super Nintendo, but did they used to... Sorry, Pat, what were you going to say? I think it was original Nintendo, but it was also an arcade cabinet. Was it like a Neo Geo arcade game? Maybe I don't know. I just I think I played it at Pizza Hut. I just remember like seeing that and playing it, and that was a lot of fun. So honestly, that'd be something I would be into. Um, and I'm just excited to hear more about BlizzCon because again, I'm not a PC gamer. Um, I don't know much about Blizzard besides World of Warcraft and some of their other games. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to talk more about this, hear more about this through you guys. Sure. Uh, so what Randy's referring to, one of the announcements, um, Blizzard announced that they are making Blizzard Arcade. So they're kind of essentially re-releasing a bunch of their classic games on PCs and consoles. Um, so Lost Vikings being one of them, the others being Blackthorn and Rock and Roll Racing. Um, Chris, how about you? What Were there any games that stuck out to you? Um, the thing that stuck out to me most was uh, the world of warcraft the new expansion the shadowlands expansion there or the next patch that they're coming out with the movie for that where um was it is it anduin is the the priest king who had died and now he's in the afterlife but the lich king had taken over his body and kills the summons frostlorn and kills the guardian angel that was an awesome um trailer i don't i haven't played world of warcraft in forever um but i've always tried to keep up on it like what's the main storyline going and i thought that looked very intriguing some of the stuff i've read up on it afterwards some of the fan reaction is that it they are not necessarily happy with it or don't like where it's going and it's very polarizing some people love it um i i i liked it i don't play the game at all anymore but in my mind I still always have that World of Warcraft itch. It was, um, it's like the perfect video game, I think. And I said last week that Legend of Zelda was one of like the best games ever. And I think World of Warcraft is is up there too. Um, is, and then, so just seeing that made me get all the feels again from when I used to play, you know, 10 hours a day for a week straight that, you know, <laughs> Had to had to cut back a little bit. Some some people say it was a problem. Um, I might say I was having too much fun, but you know, we already established. Life goes on. Yeah, we already established. <laughs> new games makes everyone feel happy. When you yeah, I was just experimenting to see if pigs could level a character to seventy. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I mean, I grew up playing a lot of the Blizzard games. Um, so this was all really, again, I am not playing them as much anymore. Hearthstone's probably one of my main games, but even that's still, um, I don't have nearly as much time as I used to have being able to play with it. But uh, that was like one of the big things that I took away from BlizzCon. Actually, I, um, 
was able to, right when I happened to log on, just to kind of check out what they were talking about. They were talking about all the Hearthstone stuff. So that was cool to actually got to watch. That was probably the only piece of info that I actually watched on the formal BlizzCon line. Um, but yeah, so Hearthstone's doing a bunch of changes uh, with their cards. So if anyone's into... Some of that got me excited too. I was a big Hearthstone player for years. And then just kind of fell off, fell off of it. And I don't know if I got bored with it or just needed something different, but some of these announcements made me, uh, I actually opened Hearthstone on my phone today for the first time in two months, got my free legendary and went, you know, oh, I claimed my free third year card back. I thought that was a cool looking card back. Yeah, that was then um it got me thinking of maybe i'll i'll participate in this expansion i still had 125 card packs to open i opened one and said i i'm not doing this <laughs> then shut it down so maybe when i if i buy the uh the expansion i'll have 200 packs to open and then just say i'm not doing it <laughs> so and yeah for our listeners out there who may not be super familiar with hearthstone it is a digital collectible card game so think of something along the lines of magic the gathering but uh with kind of more blizzard world of warcraft type type vibe um so the big changes for them are they're they're completely changing kind of the core set of of what they call evergreen cards those are cards that never rotate um and so they're changing that and giving it away for free so that's that's a huge piece that's been a lot of um players kind of gripes through the years and again i realize this game is seven years old now Mm -hmm. And you're still using half of your deck is that original seven-year-old card set that people are like, I don't, why I, Why do I keep putting Tyrion Fordring in my deck? It's seven years old, but it's so overpowered. Yep. And, and so that's it, is, is a lot of people's, um, well, and a lot of people's gripes with the game through the years have just been the price to pay, price to pay to play. Um, and so this is going to provide a lot of players with a good core chunk of three cards that are going to be on equal power level. With a In lot a game of that's seven years old that has three expansions a year, you're talking 21 expansions you'd have to buy to get into the game now. So this is a good uh, breakdown of barrier for new players, which is, you know, that's for Randy. We've tried to get Randy into Hearthstone how many times? So is this, is this the time this to do it? This is it. it sounds like it, Randy. This this is gonna uh, yes, I think this is gonna be the time if you ever want to take the leap when the year of the Griffin starts, do it then. Okay, let me know. I'm in. I because I played it a few times. You guys told me I used to be a big, big Magic player, which I never thought I'd admit, but I was back in the day. No judgment, man. No judgment. Yeah, no we all um, we used to play here. it. <laughs> we used to play in Boy Scouts a lot, so it's right up my alley. I think it's easier in a way than Magic. Um, <laughs> You, you think so, Pat? Yeah. Yeah. So I loved it when I played. I just, I'm not a big phone video game player, um, but I could totally, if this is a good time to get in, I could easily get into it. And that's it though too, is, is really, and I think a lot of people look at this game that way, but it really is meant to be played on a computer. Mm -hmm. You know, they have, have computer clients for it and stuff. Um, See, I disagree with that. I think it's better playing it on the computer. I still think it's meant to be played on the phone. I think Hearthstone was Blizzard's push into mobile gaming market. Well, it, it's meant to be played on the phone the same way like Final Fantasy 1 or 2 have 
are meant to be played on the phone. No, those are not meant to be played on the phone. Oh, those are just ported to the phone. Hold on, hold on. Own controls added to them. They're not meant to be played on the phone. To, That's exactly my point. So thank you for making that. To, <laughs> Your to point be fa- is wrong. To be fair, Chris watched Tenet not not once but twice on his phone. So I think for him everything is meant on the phone. So no judgment, Chris, but no judgment. That's, that's true. As someone who's only played Hearthstone on their phone, <laughs> it's meant to be played on the phone. <laughs> I've played both and the computer was fun. Hey, I mean, there's definitely an easier way to go about it on the computer, but either way, yeah, I'm, I'm we'll definitely... split the middle and say play it on a tablet. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I can accept that. Uh, other big news from BlizzCon line was Diablo. Uh, a couple things with Diablo. So first off, you know they've been they've already announced Diablo Four is going to be coming out someday. Um, Soon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someday. Uh, no, and one of the long running jokes is when Blizzard says sometime it's going to be like eight years from now. Um, with Diablo Four though, they released the Rogue gameplay trailer. Uh, the trailer was really really cool, and so. As someone who grinded a ton of the original Diablo uh, with good friends of mine from, at that point I was in middle school, uh, I was really excited to see the Rogue come back. This is the first time the Rogue came back since the original Diablo. Um, so that was awesome. It was cool to see and the gameplay looks great. Super fun. Uh, so Diablo 4, and then they also um, announced and provided some details for Diablo 2, the, probably the, the version of Diablo that put it on the map mm-hmm. and the kind of juggernaut that it is today. Um, they're they're doing a remaster of it, uh, calling it Diablo Two Resurrected. I think we talked a little bit about this in yeah, the previous yeah. episode. Yep. I brought up the leak, I think. But this was, I think, this was the biggest announcement of Blizzard: the confirmation that Diablo Two Resurrected is coming out. Yeah, I mean, this is probably this is arguably probably the most beloved Blizzard uh, franchise or single game that they've made. Yeah. Maybe maybe the only other competition would be like Starcraft. Um, and so, yeah, this was, I think, really big news. Um, I finally just saw the, the actual release video, actually, right before we started recording. And so the remaster looks really good. It looks, it looks very much like kind of Diablo 3, which I thought was a great-looking game. Mm-hmm. So, cool. The um, other piece for Diablo is I, I was hoping for an update on Diablo Immortal, um, like a, a firm release date. But all the Diablo Immortal is a Diablo for your phone that's meant to be played on your phone. and uh, they didn't really have any information on a release date, just that it's developing and coming along well. They're still hoping for probably end of 2021 into maybe early 2022 at this point. But uh, they, the one of the bigger surprises that they announced is that it's going to have a lot more of MMO type things added to it, like uh, voice chat on your mobile game, grouping with online players that aren't necessarily in your friends list. Uh, some sort of guild type thing which is you know not always in mmo games or in diablo but they're they're trying this this mobile version of diablo as uh, some experimental stuff that they wanted in some diablo games previously so there's some exciting news there you know a lot of people aren't necessarily excited for diablo immortal but as i've said before i am i uh our buddy well you guys know Baja. Shout out to Baja. He loved Diablo. That's the first time I heard about it. That was like his favorite game back in the day. So I've actually never played, but that's where I've heard about it. Nice. 
And uh, lastly, again, I didn't look up too much on this uh, just because it doesn't interest me that much, but there was some talk of Overwatch 2. It's a game that they're making. They're making a sequel to the original Overwatch already uh, coming out. So there were some details released on those. New character yep. data for Overwatch 2 and new character skins for the original characters in Overwatch are putting in Overwatch 2. I think that's still a long ways off. You got at least two years before Overwatch 2 comes out. Yep. And, and so we kind of, we were all talking about just kind of recapping everything. But nothing on StarCraft, right? I didn't see anything. No, there wasn't anything for StarCraft. So they're, they've actually announced that they're kind of discontinuing support for StarCraft 2 uh, along mm-hmm. with just what they did with Heroes of the Storm and, and whatnot. Um, so do you think, so let's, mind if we dig into that a little bit? Do you think yeah. they're abandoning the StarCraft property or they're just, is there going to be a StarCraft 3 or they they don't know what to do with it because... I think, they, I think there is kind of a power restructuring going on in Activision Blizzard. Basically, from what I've read, so a lot of the original groups that were working on support for StarCraft 2, for some of the for some of the Diablo stuff, um, and for things like, uh, what, what was the remaster they just did? Uh, Warcraft, like Warcraft 3 remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, they, essentially, a lot of those guys got pushed out by Activision. So that's why we've seen a lot. We've seen like the CEO of Blizzard kind of resign mm-hmm. I think within the past year. Uh, a bunch of other higher ups have started to leave. And so a lot of that, from my understanding and reading, was kind of Activision taking a more forceful hand with Blizzard and kind of pushing a lot of their original designers and programmers out. So I think that's where a lot of this lack of StarCraft support is coming from. I, Me personally, I think I would guess that it's too valuable of a property to yeah. continue it's- to support. For for what it's at least twenty years old, StarCraft Two, right? And it's still a huge game, especially overseas. Yep. And there's still like international competitions for it, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I think at I mean at some point there's there's going to be something. I think once maybe some of this, uh, again this kind of restructuring and the company settles down, that there will be something coming out. But again, that could be you know we could still be a couple of years away from that. Um, all right, let's jump. So again, though, we were talking again overall with this BlizzCon, some cool announcements, but like generally, I feel like we've been used to kind of some bigger stuff happening, or at least kind of maybe something that kind of really wows you. And there really wasn't any of that with this one. With some yeah, I think this was a traditional lack of fun or lack of big stuff at BlizzCon. I think BlizzCon's kind of fallen into that rut where you get the next wow patch announced you get the next hearthstone patch announced an update on diablo where it is in development a little bit of overwatch 2 stuff a new character and then that's about it yep. i think blizzard i remember when blizzcon first started it seemed like every blizzcon was huge new major announcement or you'd have something like come out the next weekend after it, or even that during BlizzCon, it would come out, become live. Um, I think they're they're kind of they're they're not going down that road anymore. They're playing it very safe. I feel like they save a lot of their major announcements for other um, conventions, and I think especially they they have uh, with Overwatch being so big overseas and StarCraft being big overseas, and Hearthstone is big over there too. All their games are big. I think they save a lot of their more major announcements for uh, conventions overseas in Europe and Asia now too. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're watching BlizzCon, you're already invested in the company. Look, I'm a Blizzard fanboy. 
I watched BlizzCon, I was hoping for something, but the fact that I'm watching BlizzCon means they don't need to sell me because I'm already sold. <laughs> I think where it jumps out, though, is the contrast. So, like, we are going to be talking about Nintendo Direct in a minute, and that is, what, like an hour-long special? Where, you know, like, they, they just do an hour-long presentation of some of the stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. BlizzCon, which is over two days, and arguably has maybe less stuff announced. Yes, <laughs> like, that's so true. To get, like, hyped about. I, one of the other things I think that takes away from it is BlizzCon used to be an avenue for them to showcase a lot of their uh, competitive games, too. So, like, they would have Stone World Championship at BlizzCon. They had the, they would have, I think, when Overwatch first came out, they had the Overwatch World Championship at BlizzCon. They had mm-hmm. the StarCraft World Championship there. Like, that was, that was a centerpiece for them to show off all their esports. And they've kind of separated the esports. Yeah, I th- that that was one of the main pulls of BlizzCon is you know everything Blizzard was there. You'd have the world champions for all of their games playing, or at least you know some major tournament for each game there. They, this is a little different this year because of COVID, so obviously they couldn't really do that, um, at least not do it live. But then a couple of years ago, they pulled the Hearthstone World Championships. And they have it in like the a month after BlizzCon. That made no sense. Yeah. If this is your company's flagship. Look at us, we're amazing, but you're not gonna have your championship crowned at this celebration for yourselves. I didn't understand that decision at all. And it wasn't just Hearthstone. They they pulled a bunch of their again a bunch of their kind of championship showcases from from BlizzCon and put them at different points in the mm-hmm. year. Um, I, th- I think what it was was to try to better align with kind of the natural season of whatever the game was, but it's still, yeah, it, I mean, it, I, I think it, it lessens what BlizzCon was meant to be. That, that, that's the thing. I, I guess it depends on your point of view. If you want BlizzCon to be huge, then yeah. you would align it to make BlizzCon huge. But as I just said, we're already sold on BlizzCon, so we don't need to be sold there. I guess you can spread it out a little bit. All right. Well, let's, you know, enough about Blizzard. They, they had some cool stuff announced, something, a few things here and there to get hyped about. But again, over, overall, there wasn't that huge pop that I think sometimes we're used to seeing from them. Uh, but we'll jump into Nintendo Direct. Randy, I know this is something that's much more up your avenue. We haven't heard from you in a while. Why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on some of the stuff announced in the Nintendo Direct? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't want to be uh, a poser, as we said earlier. Uh, no but judgment I, here, Randy. I, no judgment. I don't have the Switch yet. I'm waiting for the Switch Pro as soon the as that comes out. Cast is a no judgment podcast. All right. Phew. Good. Um, but I'm waiting for the Switch Pro to come out. So I just want to put that out there. Um, but I think we talked a little bit earlier for sure. Um, Mario Golf. Um, I think, Pat, you said that's what you're looking forward to the most, right? Yep. We've got Fall Guys, which I've, I still haven't played. I have it. I just never played it. Famicom Detectives, which I think Chris is going to talk about a little bit. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, that's like a storyline. I don't really understand what that was. I was okay. not made for me, so I will not be looking to buy or play or discuss that. Okay, sorry. It's like so a after- soap opera video game, I believe. So after Chris uh, does a play-by-play on Famicom Detectives, we'll go into Monster Hunter Rise. Yes, Chris played Famicom Detectives. <laughs> no More Heroes 3, DC Superhero Girls, Teen Power, 
Metopia. I, I don't know what that is, but actually I'd like to hear about it. If either one of you know about it, Animal Crossing with Super Mario stuff. I did read an article on that um, earlier today. We could talk about that. Project Triangle Strategy. Chris definitely did not want to talk about that one. No, um, that's the one. You're mixing up <laughs> Famicom Detectives with Project Triangle Strategy, Randy. Star Wars Hunters, a Fortnite version of Star Wars, which I've only played Fortnite twice, guys, but I know it's huge and I'm positive I would try Star Wars Hunters. Hyrule Warriors Expansion. Uh, I never got into Hyrule Warriors only because it's more RPG-ish. Um, and then Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm a huge Zelda fan, so that looks interesting. Splatoon 3. I would love to discuss Splatoon with you guys in a minute. And then uh, Ninja Gaiden, um, which it's shout the out to- Master Collection. I think that's all of them put together. Even the Nintendo one? Or are they going back well, to it's, Xbox? It's all of the newer, like when they kind of turned into like third-person action-adventure games. It's, it's, so it's, I think it's three, three games, maybe four. I feel like shout out to Rob. I think we played Ninja Gaiden. To, we we did like a co-op. Is it Gaiden or Gaiden? It's Gaiden. I know. I'm positive it's Gaiden. Like uh, like the kaiju's. Okay. Is it kaiju or kaiju? <laughs> That's a different podcast we're gonna do, right? Because I can't wait to talk about kaiju's at some point. But Ninja, I think I'm almost positive it's Gaiden because we ta- called it Gaiden for so long, and then I looked well, it up. Before once. you were positive, now you're almost positive. He's Chris, positive. I Chris, I don't want you to wear yourself out before you talk about Famicom Detective. So I'm almost. <laughs> don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, so those are the big Famicom games coming out. Detectives or Famicom. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Where do you guys want to start? I, I know where Chris wants to start. Pat, how about where do you want to start? All right. Well, I, I yeah, I'll jump in at Mario Golf. Um, so all I love all of the Mario sports games. I'm a huge fan. I remember um, like over a weekend in college, we just spent the entire weekend playing. This was, I think, for the GameCube. It was Super Mario Baseball, and we just drafted baseball. Like you had, to, we made up these elaborate rules where you had to draft a baseball team. You could not pick like the same characters and like, and it was just like one of the most fun times I had playing like a Mario sports game and that like forever made me love all the other sports games to follow. So Mario Super Strikers was awesome. Best. Mario guys, Tennis on the Switch is super fun. Mario Tennis on the Switch, I have that. That's awesome. Guys, um, I have Super Strikers and I know Pat's birthday is coming up. I know we usually do I, some type of video I game competition. Super Strikers too. For, for GameCube? For Wii. For we, I mean, we could probably do a super strike. That's one of those games where you could jump in and still have fun. And it's just, it's one of the best games. Well, that's, and that's the beauty of all the Mario sports games. Even if you're not like an avid gamer, and so you're not using the controller a lot and stuff, like you're usually going to end up holding your own because they have kind of some oversimplified controls. Mm-hmm. And, and right, you may, you're, you're going to be at sli- a slight disadvantage when somebody's playing it regularly, just like any game but you're going to be able to hold your own much more versus a game like Mortal Kombat or something. Where yeah. If not, you know, again, and we, this is something we've actually done where when we've had tournaments, <laughs> like I have not played Mortal Kombat, but I just play a lot of video games. And so I can beat you know, 80% of our friends who don't play video games really at all. Um, I, I compare it. Yeah. That's a good point, Pat. I compare it to Rocket League also. Like I could jump in on Rocket League, but I mean, you could be a little bit better at me in a lot Rocket League and still crush me. But with any of the Super Mario games, I feel like 
there's a point of chaos where just mm-hmm. no matter how good you are, Bowser, a giant Bowser comes flying in and crushing the the soccer field and just destroying everything and who knows what's going to happen. So I agree. I'm super excited about Mario Golf. Um, and then another one I was excited about, which Randy, you skipped over. Oh. Uh, DC Superhero Girls, Team Power. My daughter loves the DC Superhero Girls show. Um, and she's also getting at that age now where like she's getting interested watching me play video games is getting interested, wants to play more. Um, and just overall with the, all the Nintendo games is that it's cool then to see kind of where these are going for like the next generation for my kids of games that like they will like and they're, they're going to jump into for sure that I think would be one that she might be kind of excited about. Yeah, I, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to skip over that one. Um, what do you, so what do you, what do you guys see why you would have skipped over it? It's fine. No, seriously. I'm, I'm very, very pro girl playing video games. I went over to my coworker's house this week. Um, and her daughter has been getting into, um, uh, oh boy. Uh, the, the game we just talked about. Detectives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fortnite. Uh, her husband. Let me has get a this game. out of the way. We apologize <laughs> to everyone who is a Famicom Detectives fan <laughs> and is looking forward to that. We are speaking out of ignorance. Send all your emails that you're mad about to Pat Singer at Gmail. <laughs> that, that's the wrong email address. You said he said past bringers. Send, send them to Randy Sabringers. Seabringers, S-E-A bringers at gmail.com. Uh, no, her husband um, plays Fortnite on Twitch. So he's got the whole computer set up and everything, which is cool. Wait, I, you I know Ninja? It's not Ninja. I don't know. Can I promote his Twitch on here? Is that okay, guys? I mean, he'll probably love it. Natty Graham. Natty Graham. Uh, but anyways, so he's been playing a lot. So they got their six-year-old daughter to play. Um, and she said it's cartoonish enough where she's okay that she plays and she plays like her own thing and she's loving it. I'm like, push that. I'm like, cause that's awesome. I mean, she whole, you know, she's got, it's not going to be all day and all night, but essentially I'm like, I, I want like open up to everybody. Like I'm very pro female video games. So for sure. I'm all about that. I want to know, what do you guys think about Splatoon? I want to hear. Chris, go ahead first. Have you played Splatoon? Uh, yes. So I am. I like Splatoon because my children are obsessed with it. We watched the entire. Uh, here's another plug: Zebra Gamer on YouTube. Watched him play through both Splatoon games one and two, um, and then we actually went to the one. We went to the library today. One of the reasons we went is to get Splatoon two from the library, so that we they could play it again. Um, so I haven't really played it a whole lot, but I like it. I think the art style is fun. I think it's a great game for kids. It's, you know, it's not violent, but it's still, you know, fun. It's a, it's a classic Nintendo video game where it's made for kids. It's fun and it's, you know, artsy and it's kind of got its own niche that it's filling. So I'm excited for Splatoon 3. I think that was the biggest announcement out of Nintendo Direct. Um, that I would hadn't heard anything about that and was not expecting another Splatoon to come out because Splatoon 2 is out on the Switch and Nintendo usually doesn't uh, release sequels until their next system comes out. So Splatoon 3 out on the Switch was a surprise for me. 
And I think to add to that, Chris, it's a shooting game for kids because you're Mm -hmm. not killing anybody. You're not, Mm -hmm. it's like a, you're tricked into it kind of. Um, I totally agree. Yes. You're shooting ink and painting things or you're popping balloons. Yeah. Or you're just knocking random things off of a tower. I, Pat, what'd you think? Have you played Splatoon? So I am not a huge Splatoon person. Not, not that I don't think I would like the game or anything. I just have never had an opportunity really to play it or, or pick it up. Um, so, I mean, for me, the Splatoon 3 announcement was like, cool, no Splatoon game. I know they're fun. I know they're fun. Maybe I'll actually play this this time. But it, it wasn't the thing that jumped out at me. Yeah. I, I think with Splatoon 2, it was also such a, a like, a came out of nowhere as, like, a hit. Like Splatoon 1 wasn't supposed to be, it was a big game. It was just an, another video game they released, but then it had this cult following. Mm-hmm. And then Splatoon 2, I feel like, blew up and got huge. I think maybe partly because it was like the only shooting game out for the Switch at the time, or maybe not the only, the best shooting game out for the Switch at the time when it was first released. And so I think it got a big name with, it kind of caught that wave of Switch fever and then the franchise has just gotten huge yeah because i have the one for the wii u and i didn't i played it a bunch with some friends and it was okay i just couldn't get into it was it Um, one or two one yeah i think two two really fixed a lot of the issues with that one had that one had so i played online a lot you know against people but then i played the campaign and the campaign was actually a lot of fun Mm-hmm. Um, but the online, it was tough going from like a regular shooter to that. Cause you could also, they had the unique control setup where you could twist the controller to aim instead of using the thumbsticks, um, which worked for some people. So yeah, I'm not, I'm with you, Pat. I'm not a huge Splatoon fan, but also I could see with kids, Chris, it being a phenomenal game. So I, I think that's pretty cool that they're coming out with the third one. Um, what else are you guys excited about? I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, one that stuck out with me was um, the Skyward Sword remake. Uh, that game, I, I know a little bit about it. It's not like a huge. Again, you're probably a bigger Zelda fan than I am, Randy. Um, but I'm gonna. I mean, I know we talked about this being a no judgment zone. I'm gonna throw out maybe one of the most controversial opinions ever on this podcast. I feel like I'm gonna get judged hard for it, if not by you guys, but by our listeners. I did not like Breath of the Wild. Uh, it was a game that I did that I did not love, um, it, and so I am looking forward maybe to. So be we've had this discussion. The one, the parts you did not like about Breath of the Wild are very valid. You did not like the weapon system, how your weapon breaks, and then if you have good new sword, you have to go find a new one because you broke it. I also did not like, and again, <laughs> the open-endedness of the game, only because I'm the type of person where when I'm not given that structure, I will just go off and do whatever for three hours and then my time playing video games is done and i haven't accomplished a single thing in the game and I just, it's the old gta 3 syndrome yes i'm just yeah. gonna go smite people from the top of a tower for three hours right and, and five years ago that would be fine when i didn't have kids and could just like spend you know 10 hours a day every other day playing video games can't do that anymore so uh yeah breath of the wild just i didn't love uh so skyward sword just really might appeal to me because i do like zelda games and this one i'm feeling like will be a little more but hold on skyward skyward sword is not the sequel to breath of the wild correct skyward sword is a remake of the wii zelda game correct yes i think it's a is it zelda or is it yes it was the wii game 
Is, Wii is it so, Pat? We had a Zelda Wii game. Do you know if this is the one we had, or is oh, there another the one, one after we had Twilight Princess? So Twilight, Twilight yes. Yeah. So I don't think I ever had Skyward Sword. I'm almost positive I didn't, but I did have Twilight Princess. I don't even remember Skyward Sword, which is weird. That came out before Twilight Princess. No, it came out after. So this after. was one. Yeah, this was the sequel, or this was like I think towards the end of the Wii's lifespan. It may this- even been- been out right when like the Wii U came out. I'm not totally sure. Was this the um, cartoonish version or was that a different Zelda? That one I don't totally remember. Um, but I know this game was like it was good, but because it came out like when people finally figured out the Wii was kind of just like a crack system. Uh, <laughs> After it broke every sales record ever. <laughs> Wait a minute, this system isn't great. Yeah. Uh, that that's like. I just don't think it got as much play as maybe some of the other games. Um, but so this is one that I'm excited about just because, again, I think it'll, it'll have a little bit more structure than Breath of the Wild to be and, uh, you know, be one that I can dive into a little bit more. And then the other one for me, too, is Fall Guys. Um, my daughter, like, if, if a game is getting her into video games, it's Fall Guys. She will come down every morning on weekends and ask if we can play it. So... Um, for it coming out on the Switch, and I think with a controller that she will be a little, I think will be a little easier for her to handle. Um, it's cool. Excited. I'm, I'm looking up the Skyward Sword right now. It did have the Wii Motion Plus, um, which is why I might not have gotten it because my controllers didn't have the Motion Plus on it. You had to buy a separate like adapter for it. But I'm trying to figure it out. It's this. It's getting it. IGN gave it 10 out of 10 when it came out. Yeah, it was supposed to be a really good game, but just not, like, I don't think people played it as much as Pilot Princess. Yeah. Um, Did it come out at that weird time where, like, Wii and Wii U were both big? Like, they just released the Wii U, and games were... Even right before that. Nintendo was kind of confused about what it was doing with its system. Yeah, I think it was... So I think, from the sound of it, Randy, it sounds like it came out right around when they did Wii Sports 2, which is where they they packaged that with the Mm -hmm. little motion control plus okay so that that goes along with the time when like the sales i think for the wii started to plummet because people like, oh, i'm actually panicked believe that game's called wii sports resort <laughs> <laughs> so um, i what i was thinking of was wind waker i played wind waker and that was not fun i didn't make it very far is that the game that we what was we had twilight princess uh, is that the werewolf one yes that one was fun i thought um i got stuck I, at the the desert tower desert dungeon mm-hmm. in that one and gave up the wind waker you're on a boat like the whole time essentially at least i didn't get past the boat um you're on like a sailboat and it's very cartoonish so yeah, yeah that wasn't the one i was thinking of um so yeah i guess i mean i We'll save that for another podcast, whether I should buy the Switch or wait for the Switch Pro if it ever comes out. But, I mean, this sounds awesome. The Skyward Sword is supposed yeah. to. And you're yeah. right, Pat. I'm looking right now. It says this was a game that was supposed to get the Wii remote adapter off the ground. And uh, I think, too, kind of going off of and piggybacking off of Zelda, you know, we've talked about a lot of the stuff that Nintendo did announce. The thing they did not announce that kind of got uh, people in a big tizzy was um, no info on Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. They're not going to – that's going to be – you know, everything I've been reading, all the leaks, and I get them all now, it, the, the Switch Pro will most likely come out next fall, winter time. 
And that's probably when they're going to bring out Breath of the Wild 2. Would Which be would make sense, right? Yeah. Got to get people to buy, you know, because you can't even call it a true console upgrade, right? It's like, it's like a half upgrade kind of. Yeah. But, well, see, the thing for Switch is they don't have like HDR. They don't have 4K. So that's what they're hoping is with Switch Pro that will be, you know, included in it. Um, I liked Breath of the Wild maybe because it was a new Switch game. No judgment on you, Pat. And I've talked to other people who loved Zelda and hated it. So mm-hmm. I, I respect all opinions on it. Um, it was different. I never played. I never played Breath of the Wild. Um, but like, like I said, my kids watched a lot of streamers play video games, and they were watching Breath of the Wild. And I was just thinking how I wanted to play this game. <laughs> Um, and then that game is what actually got me to buy um, Horizon Zero Dawn because I looked up and said, "What looked up? What's a game on PlayStation like Z- Breath of the Wild?" And the Horizon Zero Dawn kept going up, and I asked Pat, and he said it's like the best video game ever. And so I bought it. It was on sale, and I played it, and it's again, it's like one of the best video games ever. So my top video game list right, list right now: uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. World of Warcraft and Horizon Zero Dawn. But fourth place would be Famicom Detective. Well, it's not out yet, Randy. Okay. It, it, it is out. It's they're just porting it to the Switch. Well, yeah, the Switch port. I the obviously the uh, original version would be on that list. You as, can only get it on your phone, which I feel like would fit your personality. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. This <laughs> updated updated list is number one Famicom Detective, number two Famicom Detective. <laughs> New segment has Chris played Famicom Detectives. <laughs> Nintendo revives Famicom Detective Club for Switch. Oh, it's a club, Chris. You are so in. You're going to get Famicom Detective boxes, mystery boxes. I can't wait. Chris is going to do some, some, uh, Impulse eBay order. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia article on it. Uh, um, one of the other ones to me that sounded cool was Miitopia. And I think if I'm remembering right, it was, you know, taking your Mii's from the Wii system and they just basically made like an RPG game with them. Okay. Uh, this seems like it could be kind of a cool concept. Yeah. I, don't know if, you know, I don't know if I'll ever actually get it, but it seems interesting. Mies were, we went through on my first Wii and built a me for every single one of my friends at the time. And it was so funny. Like we nailed some of the people that we made it for. I mean, now, now you can create people that look like you in almost all games, but that was like one of the first ones. So I think it'd be fun to play like as a goofy version of yourself in a game. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, so looking at that list again, just real quick, um, I got to bring it up. I did read something about people were not too excited about the Animal Crossing with Super Mario stuff. They felt like that was kind of like just a throwaway thing. Like, hey, we're going to try and up Animal Crossing by throwing Mario stuff in there. So I just read an article on that. I've never played Animal Crossing. Me neither. Chris, I know you have. Yeah, I, I, it's fun. It's one of those like relaxing games that you can it's very open-ended you do whatever you want but you also don't have to do anything um just you're on an island you build stuff you try to 
make your house and make your island and make friends with the people on the island. It's kind I guess it's kind of like Sims if you wanted to, you know, give it the, the best, like what other game is it like? Um, or if uh, maybe kind of like, um, what's the farming game? Stardew Valley. Maybe a little like Stardew Valley where you, you know, your job is to make, your goal is to make friends with people and like build your house and build your island or farm or whatever. So it's fun. It's very, like I said, it's very relaxing. It's definitely not a first person shooter stress level game, which I can't do because I'm terrible at it and it freaks me out. <laughs> so I was having like a rough couple of weeks at work and before I go to bed, I'd play Animal Crossing for like 45 minutes and then be like, Life is okay. <laughs> um, and then, Chris, why don't you jump into I know there was a game on here that you really did want yes. to Well, there's about. actually two. The Project Triangle Strategy. Um, so I'm a big fan of tactics video games, which are more role-playing games, but with, like, a board, and you move your guys, and each guy gets a – each character gets a turn and stuff like that, kind of like a classic Dungeons & Dragons Um attack battle plan and so this was announced and i watched the trailer for it and the game looks absolutely gorgeous um final fantasy tactics is is another one of my favorite games i'm getting all my favorite games tonight i probably actually placed final fantasy tactics ahead of famicom detectives i know it's crazy (laughs) um but i just played that a lot more so uh and so this is a lot like final fantasy tactics or if you've ever played what was the game, Pat? Was it Three Houses Saga? Yeah, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. So it's a lot like that. Um, but they didn't really get into the battle system yet. The, the running theory is the triangle portion of it is that you have three, I don't know, is it three separate powers or three separate characters that you have to balance out to make your combat system viable so i think that's where the triangle portion of the title comes from um but that's probably the game i'm most excited for uh and then the other one is actually i'm actually kind of excited for star wars hunters like i like randy had said it's a Fortnite version of star wars from what the trailer looked like or what you could discern from it this game also looks like it's a long ways out don't probably will be another at least full year before we get anything uh with this game coming out but with the Fortnite success of Fortnite characters in Star Wars I think it's just the next logical step is let's just make our own Star Wars game yeah. of that's just like Fortnite it's supposed it's a free to play game they already said that and that was part of the announcement so there obviously have to have some sort of mo- monetary system in it so they'll probably have like a battle pass type system as part of it. Or, you know, you can buy a couple, buy a character or two, and but then either like a subscription base or battle pass for it. Um, but it did look fun. Yeah. And, and actually, Chris, just random side note made me think, I got to let you borrow Fire Emblem Three Houses. Cause the game yes, you do. Of, I gave it to you for your birthday so you could let me borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best games I've played on the Switch so far. Uh, and again, I know we both kind of share the similar uh, affinity towards the tactics game. So you will, yeah, you'll definitely love this game. It's really good. Dude, for the Fortnite, for uh, Star Wars Hunters, though, the one thing, one of the running theories for what the game might be, though, is that like in Fortnite, the, the 
uh, the most popular version of Fortnite is that it's like you on an island with 100 people and you got to hunt them and win. They were saying that Star Wars might be more team-based where you pick your group, whether you're like rebels or dark side or bounty hunters or whatever in your group your, it's more team strategy so you pick like which group you want to be part of on a planet and you have to win the planet or whatever so we'll see we just need some more information about that but i think that would be interesting because it's a little bit of a twist there's a lot of stuck on an island kill everyone games out there now yep. so i think this if you're like on a team or you're stuck in a group would be a little bit different but still fit into the star wars um, motif very well and give it enough of its own individuality where it could be a little something different and pull some audience nice all right guys any uh i mean again we've covered a lot between blizzcon line and nintendo direct uh specifically kind of thinking more towards nintendo direct any last thoughts before we kind of wrap it up oh i think we covered a lot it was good yeah, just some again, a lot of good games coming out. Whether you're a Nintendo fan, you know, I was I was I was annoyed there wasn't more Famicom Detectives. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, there. I feel like there was an appropriate amount. I think they announced that the game is going to come out. No, I heard they're going to do a Fortnite Famicom Detectives where you're all trapped on a magnifying glass but a and giant you, magnifying glass and you have to text base your way out of the magnifying <laughs> yes. glass. i do love text-based games so i'd be in the thing is we're all gonna buy famicom detectives now you yeah, <laughs> have sure. to one of the things like a dating simulator aspect in it too yes it's ever, sure. i just looked it up it was all it's all in uh it's not in english Oh, so this—that's one of the the big things about it—is this is the first English port for Famicom Detectives Club. It's actually Famicom Detectives Club. I guess I didn't type club. After right, so you don't you don't have to use your Rosetta Stone to learn Japanese no. for this one. Okay. Well, well I'm going to start anyways, so I can buy the originals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. Nice. So I think that's going to wrap it up for the meat and potatoes. Let's go into. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Oh God. Sorry, guys. My phone is ringing. It's... Hang on. Hello? Hello. Who, who is, is this Thanos? Yeah, yeah it's me. I'm it's Thanos. I'm calling again. I'm yep. also calling like normal. Call the herd. Middle of recording our podcast. Yeah, I know. That's why I called. You record. I tried calling on Thursday, but you guys weren't recording. I know I called I, I, on it's Saturday. I know you changed your schedule, so I use my the time gem, which is that is that the red or the green, whatever one doesn't matter. I used it to figure out when you were recording, the time you were recording. But you don't even know what color it is. It doesn't matter. I got them all. The colors don't matter. It's the fact that I have them. Are they gems or stones? I forget. And people wonder how you lost the event. I don't even know the color. Didn't lose anything. Okay. I, I won. I snapped everyone away that I accomplished my goal. Okay. Yep. People keep saying I didn't make it, but I did. And then I went and started my farm. And then they just they just came and attacked me out of nowhere. I don't want to get in this with you right now because we're in the middle of recording. What do you want? 
Oh, I was wondering if there you had any information on Overwatch 2. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you want Overwatch 2. You don't care about any other games. Uh, no, there's, yeah. no, there's no information on Overwatch 2. Well, I heard there were some new skins. Did you guys know I was in Fortnite? No. I was. I didn't I, know that, actually. I snapped myself. I used the reality gem. I think that's the purple one. And made made myself Fortnite. It took a Fortnite to get myself there. That's a good good shameless plug for yourself. Yeah, well, uh, if there's anything I am, it's shameless. I use the shame gem. That's, not, that's, that's not the a, gray one. That's not. Nope. We'll see. I created a bunch of new gems. I don't know if you can do that. I, I, I am Thanos. I'm uninevitable. I mean, in in memory. Hold on. Let me say that again. Let's start over. You gotta pr- project me again. You're the worst. Set me up. You're the worst. No, I'm not the worst. I'm inevitable. Thanks, I needed that. Where's Ebony Ma? I don't know. You, he's your general. You yeah, I sent him to spy on you. No, okay. We need to move on with the show, Thanos. I'm hanging up now. All right, who's the... Nope, what's bye. the... Don't hang up. I have a question. All right, one last question. Go. Did you guys tell Aragorn I said hi? We didn't. We can pass. pass we'll pass it along. Pass that along to him. Yes. We should hang out, me and Aragorn. We'll make it happen, buddy. All right. Do I need to to hang up, or will you hang up? Press, Who hangs up? Press the red button. Do we both hang up. Press the red button. I tried that. My uh, screen's blank. Uh, There's no red button. Okay. I'm ending the meeting. Bye. So, there. All right. Pat, Let's, do you have is this thing off? Did you oh, do it right? He's still here. <laughs> Press it. Do I click leave? I see where it is. Okay. Do you have Maybe. call? Do you have caller ID on your phone? Like maybe we don't answer next time. He keeps changing his phone. Like, oh. I think he's getting different plans each time. <laughs> is I he think... on Cricket Wireless? Is he's that coming from different planets? They're different numbers. <laughs> I think I just have to start ghosting the call. If my car warranty salespeople can do it, I think Thanos could accomplish that. <laughs> we'll figure something out. I got to start right. those calls, though. All right. Anyway, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, we got to jump into our read, watch, play. Again, some recommendations for what we're going to do this week. Um, Chris, what do you got for us? Mine was watching. Go back and watch all the BlizzCon intros. For every year, honestly, like I said, yes, I'm a big Blizzard fanboy, but the intros still give me chills. There's always like a five to ten minute video of, yay, we're Blizzard. We love video games. Video games are great. Everyone should play video games, and they're great. And every time it makes me happy, I play video games. So go back, watch it on YouTube every year's Blizzard intros, BlizzCon intros. Um, they're fun. You know, they give you a good, good feels. And if there's anything we need nowadays, it's some good feels. Also, too, to piggyback off that, watch the trailers. Like, if, again, if Blizzard is good at anything, it's making trailers and weird cinematics. The World of Warcraft trailers especially. They should have just put all the trailers together for the Warcraft movie. Would have made a <laughs> billion dollars. 
And actually, Chris, even when you were describing the trailer for Warcraft on the podcast, I didn't even watch it. And the way you described it, I'm absolutely, as soon as we're done, going to go watch it. <laughs> Me too. He like snaps his fingers and Frostborn appears and he just stabs a guy. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Randy, what was your uh, recommendation? So I, I'm notorious for taking books out of library and either not reading them and not taking them back in time. So paying more than the price the book would actually be, or just taking like 10 books out at once and not reading any of them. So my new goal is to actually get through the books I have and Dune is on the top. So I made it about halfway through Dune. I'm going to keep on going. Like I said earlier, I watched Raised by Wolves and I feel like it's got this Dune kind of feel to it. So I'm excited. So that's the one I'm going to get into. So Dune, Dune is absolutely fantastic. Yep. And I know there's a bunch of them and I know the movie's coming out, mm-hmm. but I want to read the book first. So the, far, the trilogy, I'm The first trilogy, Dune, Dune Messiah and Dune, I can't remember the next one. The first first chap the first three you definitely have to read. Then the next three. So there's a group this group of six. Those are like the originals. And then the other trilogy. They always come out in trilogies. And then the other trilogies outside of that are I haven't read any of those. I own a bunch of them, but never got into them. When his son takes over, I've read it kind of loses some of its zest, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, yeah, and I feel like the more you expand on these worlds, that usually happens. Like, especially Lord of the Rings now. Um, I know they're coming out with the TV mm-hmm. show, and they're going to expand, and there's all these opinions on it. So I like to stick just to the main ones, and then if it's really hooks me, I'll I'll spin off a bit. But that's my uh, that's my read. Nice. And Randy, I'm right there with you, man. I've never read Dune. Uh, as soon as I finish the the Red Rising series, that's the next one I'm going to jump into. Awesome. So I'll be, I'll did be you, Randy? Did, did we talk about the the sci-fi channels Dune movie? So is this the first Dune movie or no? Yeah. Well, sci-fi. No, 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 no. Sci-fi Channel made Dune. They redid Dune movie. It's not the one with Sting. Okay. That one was a little. Man, people like that one, but I thought it was not good because he kind of—I forget the director, but he like did his own thing. He okay. wasn't, um, didn't really follow the source material. The sci-fi movie was very good. They followed the source material and they did the first trilogy over. It's like a mini-series event, and I thought they did a really nice job of it. This was maybe early two thousands. They made it. Um, but I got the DVDs, and so once you finish it, you can I'll you can have watch those. In a, I thought they did really good, and it's nice to see it. But that gets me excited for the new movie that's coming out because that's supposedly very um, close to the source material, but with a big budget, not TV budget. So I was always a sci-fi fan. I'm sure you guys were too before they were SYF. Why, whatever they change it to. Siffy. Siffy, yeah. So, but I always compare their special effects to like big budget ones. Like their, you know, their their special effects, like if they had to do like a spaceship, it was super shiny and looked like it was like made by a 10 year old. So mm-hmm. how, like, but they did a good job with the movie because I'll totally watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, 
for a TV miniseries, they did a good job for it. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot of special effects in, that you would need in Dune. Um, there's okay. like a couple of the jets, maybe a couple the of sand the snakes. There's not a lot of space scenes in it. Okay. Like there's the initial space scene, but they don't. Tra- it's not like Star Wars; you're constantly going through space. Right. Everything just on the desert planet. The worms are probably the biggest yeah. special effect, and they did a nice job with that. All right, awesome. I'm in. And then I had our recommendation to play. Um, this week, I'm just going with play uh, play any fun tabletop game. Um, again, some some newer ones that have come out. Gloomhaven, I know, is a super popular one. Uh, but even like Catan, D&D, heck, even if it's just like Monopoly. Or Seven Continents. Seven Continents. Seventh Continent. Seventh Continent. Uh, or even uh, we'll Google, eventually. anything. You know, get together with family. Uh, I know even people uh, people that I know have played like over Zoom. They've been able to figure out how to play like Catan or something like that. So so find a way. Find a way to play, get together with some friends, family, play a game together. Super fun. Uh, that's going to about wrap it up for the show. Uh, again, we just want to always remind our listeners, you know, follow us on social media. Uh, we have Twitter at Seabringers. Um, follow us there you'll get some uh you know some of our different article parries extra articles we'll throw up the articles that we've talked about on the show check out um, our website www.castbringers.com that's right we got some new info and stuff coming out there as soon as randy and i write our bios um and <laughs> my picture check out our instagram account which is cast cast <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then if you have any, any feedback or if you want to try to get on the show with any of the Killing Below articles, shoot us an email, castbringers at gmail.com. And as always, before we go, we're going to give you the random D&D character of the week. This week's character is Korag. Korag. This guy sounds right, sounds right up my alley. Yes, I thought that same thing. So Korag is an orc barbarian, path of the Vel- Path of the Zealot specialization. He is a 21-year-old male with an urchin background. Can I take the next part? Yeah. See, <laughs> see I became an urchin because a notorious thief looked after me. And the other orphans, while we were growing up, he protected us. And I spied and I stole for him. He helped me earn my keep. Was this uh, a thief. I'm an urchin. <laughs> you- but I'm a barbarian <sighs> and I'm also all do you think all urchins have speech impediments chris because that seems no. like the the pattern you're going with everyone oh no that's not an urchin that's an orc oh all orcs do okay or is that no that's dragonborn yeah, i ruined it that was dragonborn but dragonborn don't talk like this orcs don't talk like this Dragonborn talk out the left side of your mouth. Orcs talk out the right side of your mouth. Anyway, I totally know what this one's uh, affinity is. It's he's definitely chaotic good. And why is that, Pat? Honestly, uh, that does sound accurate. I, no, he's thief. He can't be good. He stole to earn his keep. But but he has a good heart. He was doing it to protect his other orphans and himself. He's no no no. Read what it says. He was he had to steal to pay his keep so the thief wouldn't beat him he's evil oh, i think he's got a he's got a he's not looking at the orphans he's trying to make sure he doesn't get thrown out on the street he's got a heart of gold he's chaotic good no no chaotic chaotic evil neutral neutral
Just All right, saying. we'll split hairs. Neutral, neutral. Neutral, neutral. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Everyone, keep listening. Hey, Chris, Is knock, it? knock. Who's there? What do you call it? Oh, hold on, that's <laughs> What do you call an orphan that was an orc? What? An <laughs> orc fin. <laughs> no, no, I already own those original issues. <laughs> 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 <laughs>